Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us here today at Shelters by Jesus Radio. I am Seth. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Al. Good morning, Al. How are you? Uh, buenos dias. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Nice Amen. to see you. We're joined with your lovely daughter, Morgana. Hi, Morgana. Hello. And hopefully she'll say more than that as we go on, but uh, thank you for giving us your ears. <laughs> she definitely will. Amen. Well, Al, here we are, back to the fruit of the Spirit. As I love it. If our listeners don't know, we've done the first six, and here we are on the final three in the home stretch of our study of the fruit of the Spirit. If you don't know, you can go back to sbjradio.com, and we have an archive button there. You can go back and listen to all of our older episodes and catch up with us on the fruit of the Spirit if you'd like to hear what we had to say about it. It's oh. been a great trip so far. I, re- I really have enjoyed this. You know, the interesting thing I have noticed is that as we've discussed it afterwards, the Holy Spirit just impresses upon me and will our listeners and probably you guys too that you know as you talk about one aspect of that fruit package that then it starts to come alive a little bit or you see things in an enlightened way sometimes and so I've been do. I, the Holy Spirit's been working on me in that regard it's been a good trip oh me too Al uh, it's been nice to be able to dive into it because you know we know the words because we're taught them in school but to understand them according to God's definition really brings like you said a lot of enlightenment mm-hmm. to our relationship with the Lord. I've been afforded some real opportunities to put into play some of these fruit. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a great thing. So, Morgana, are you familiar with the fruit of the Spirit? Yes. I think you even actually like to think of hope as being in there too, don't you? Yeah. It, it's kind of interwoven in there, I think, that concept too. Where do we find the fruit of the Spirit, by the way? Do you remember where we find it, Morgana? It begins with the, the G. Bible. <laughs> she got it! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. Can we narrow Narrow it down. Can we narrow it down? New Testament or Old Testament? Uh, new. It's new, uh, yes. Right. And it's in Galatians. I, I, I it is this. in Galatians. Sure, Chapter so. 5, verse 22. I know this. I'm just testing you. Yes, oh, she sure. is. Yeah. Sure. I hope we pass. I know, right? <laughs> I was worried. Anyway, hope we pass the audition. Anyway, so yes, Galatians, and it is in chapter 5. And there you're going to find a couple lists, actually. One is the list of the flesh and the world and the sinful nature that is so obvious. Starting in verse 19. 19. Right. And you know, that's, I don't want to start that on a downer, but you know, our listeners can check that out. And it's like, yep, I see that. That's mm. where we are. That's the headline. Oh yeah. And then it's followed by this just like, oh, just this breath of Holy Spirit air that just comes over you and you read this package deal. It's not like, oh, I get a little bit of this and a little bit of this. You are endowed with this cornucopia, that basket, and we can be thankful for it, all-inclusive list of what the Holy Spirit gives to us. And there's no law that says you can't have only so much of this or that. It's great. You know, Al, one of the things I wanted to mention about when we did goodness last week was how the Bible says that that which is good will be called evil, and that which is evil will be called good, you know, as we get toward the latter days. Mm. But thank the Lord for His Word, because the Word is what keeps us straight. Mm. The Word is the truth. And everything in life should get measured against the Word, because the Word is the truth. And so no matter what the world says good is or what the world says evil is, God says what is good and evil, and it doesn't change. So thank the Lord for his word. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a barometer. We can measure things, and it's the rock on which we stand. Amen. Jesus is, and the words that he spoke, and it's a book of redemption. And so hiding that in your heart, you know, last night's Bible study, I get the privilege of doing the Thursday Bible study, and I've tried to open it up a little bit more. And yesterday I just said like, um, so 
anyone have a verse? It was really neat that I was so blessed that there's six or seven people shared a verse that they just knew or maybe was on their heart. And hiding God's word in your heart is so important. Can't take that away from you then. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will use that. That's a guarantee. Just as he's given us that guarantee that we're saved and that seal upon us, and it's the Holy Spirit that testifies to that, he will give you and enable you to put into effect this fruit that we're going to talk about. So yeah, found in then verse 22, it starts off, but the fruit of the Spirit, why does it say but? Because that yucky stuff that precedes it, you could almost just say like, okay, I'm done, I'm checking out. But now it says, but don't give up, see, don't give up, don't give up, it ain't over, it ain't over, it ain't over. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. So yeah, as you mentioned, we're going to talk about, Lord willing, the last three that are listed here, but you got them all, can hopefully gain a a little better understanding, and it's a matter of review for some people, for sure, but faithfulness. Faithfulness. Mm. You know, one of my favorite songs is Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Oh, yes. I absolutely love that song, because God is eternally faithful. He's not like human beings where we run out of our endurance. Sometimes we're more faithful than other times. Sometimes we just don't have the desire or energy to do what we need to do, but you know, God is always faithful. And I I love to praise God in this in personal testimony, Alan. You as a husband and father, I'm sure can share this testimony. Even though we have at times failed our family, God has never failed. He has a zero failure rating, and that is because of his enduring faithfulness. He is faithful, and his mercies are new every day. In fact, we find that in Lamentations 3.22, because the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, and to the one who seeks him, he is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So yes, great is thy faithfulness. That's where that hymn, kind of the springboard of that whole hymn. But yes, he never gives up on us. That should just so penetrate us and affect our life such that we don't give up on, uh, like you mentioned, the marriage and our kids. We don't give up on him because he doesn't give up on us. He loved us first. You know, the other day I was at school and uh, we were lining up for the bus. We do things a little differently as a, I'm a school teacher now in my last year. Anyway, the buses line up and there's two groups of buses because of social distance. So I have a line that I have to kind of keep under control for a little bit. One of the educational technicians mentioned to me, do you have a ring, Mr. T? And because there was a boy there that was saying like, oh, boys don't wear rings. He called me over and I I said, well, yes, I do. I have a ring. And he was so, he was like, what? What? Why? Why do you have it? Because I'm married. And that ring, I can tell you, friends, I mean, to me, it has helped keep me faithful. The Lord has. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at that ring and it's symbolic of my pledge, my vow to be faithful to my wife. And so we're approaching it. This April will be our 38th year. Only by the grace of God, that has happened. But because he's faithful to us, like you mentioned, Seth, then that should penetrate us and have an effect on our life. That's part of the fruit package, being yeah. faithful. Yeah. Well, faithfulness to me, and I'll ask Morgana what she thinks faithfulness is, it is what allows us to trust in the promises of God. Mm. First, in Hebrews 10.23, it says, Let us hold fast 
the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God keeps his promises. And one of the things we know is we're always going to have trouble in this life, God, and we're going to die one day, folks. No. But. <laughs> then we'll, we'll live again. But, spoiled it. Yeah, oh, spoiler. You spoiled the ending. Huh? I spoiled the ending, right? <laughs> we're only going to have one, one death. Though. <laughs> right. But the thing is, is that he is faithful to us. He's, he promised us if we seek him first, we yeah. make God first, then he will supply, he'll add everything that we need. And he is also, thankfully, faithful to forgive, as we find in 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13, that mm-hmm. he is just and faithful to forgive. Yes. Well, that means without wavering. You got hired to walk a dog, didn't you? Uh, what, you well, what would happen if you weren't faithful and showed up to take that dog? We got problems, don't we, Houston? <laughs> Oh, now, yeah. if I wasn't faithful to my job as director, what would happen to the facility? It would go downhill. Right. Now, if pastor wasn't faithful to preaching the truth, what would happen to the gospel here at Shelters by Jesus? It wouldn't be true. That's right. We, we would lose what we've gained. And so faithfulness is doing what God wants you to do consistently so that things can be accomplished. What happens when you walk the dog faithfully? Is there any consequence to that? No. Do you gain anything for it? Yes. What do you gain? Money. What? Money. <laughs> you get a reward? You have a reward. That's yes. the point, though, right? Yeah. And your reward is actually twofold. Number one, you're getting paid for the job, mm-hmm. right? So we do honest honest work for honest pay, right, Al? I hope so. Amen. And then you're also gaining a relationship. Mm-hmm. with the dog. The dog becomes friends with you. you. You learn to trust one another and have a good time together, right? Mm-hmm. So God is the same way. Our faithfulness to him and his faithfulness to us, his faithfulness never fails. My faithfulness will fail. It will crumble. I will disappoint you one day, Al. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a disappointment that you just said that. <laughs> well, because we're human, right? We are human. Amen. You know, but you know, there's a thing that with his help, we can do the impossible. Amen. With him, all things are possible possible. You know, that's that verse in Philippians, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So we want to be faithful. I mean, I trust you in that you are going to be faithful, just like when we're called to show up and cover the pulpit and to give a message. I'd like to think that people don't worry about me showing up. I hope that I show up in the Spirit and can give God's Word, but that's being faithful. You know, people can count on you. And you mentioned, by the way, Seth, working, you know, when you work, you get a reward. Well, should we not be the best? workers Amen. on the planet Amen. or endeavor to do so right. and to be the most faithful ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this last night as I was preparing a little bit and I knew we were going to be checking out this section of scripture. I just thought to myself, you know what? We really do need to be the most faithful workers in the world. We're in the world. We're not of the world. We're of the Holy Spirit now, but we're still stuck in this world. And until such time, we want to be a good witness. So being faithful... By the way, Hebrews chapter 12, a lot of faith talked about in in the Hebrews book. Uh, In chapter 12, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. There's where, you know, the biggest measure of faith comes from, our Savior. He demonstrated faithfulness beyond comprehension. He went to the cross. Amen. He knew what that was going to be like, and yet he went to the cross. Why? Because he loved us. That alone, the sacrifice on the cross is a testament of God's faithfulness to us because we were his enemies, Al. Yeah. Another 
another testament of faithfulness is this, that we, thankfully, are not responsible for changing in our own strength because we would fail Mm -hmm. every single time. God's faithfulness, like you just said there, Jesus is the beginner and author and ender of our faith. He's the one who controls it. He's the one who helps us to grow. Mm. And because without him, we can't do it. So in our own strength, we would utterly fail. So that is another testament of God's faithfulness and that he doesn't allow us to give up. Keeping your promise... I mean, that's what God did. Amen. I mean, the whole book, I mean, it's got history and poetry in it for sure, but it, Bible, that is to say, however, it is a book of redemption and that promise that God would redeem his people and he would make a way. And Jesus, when he came on the scene, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And so those cogs in the wheel come together so beautifully mm. in the life of Jesus. We see that he was perfect. He kept his promise. He went to that cross. And so we're empowered by that. We are. People don't realize, you know, with the fall of man from the Garden of Eden, that breaking of that perfect relationship with God, he was still there with us and still faithful to us and still led that line that would eventually lead to Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's God's faithfulness. And because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we can now have a restored relationship to God Mm. that is through his son. And because we have that broken link has been restored for those who will accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. So getting back to the work part there and being faithful and keeping our promise. I know our listeners probably may find themselves in some difficult situations where their faith is tested, their faithfulness is tested. Like, I know I, I am. There isn't a day that goes by where the calling that I have, my secular calling, if you may, my where I'm at, I don't check out from my spiritual calling, but I am in the world and I'm called to be the best worker that I need to be. Finish that job. Mm. You know, there's par- easy parts of jobs sometimes, and we gravitate towards that. We want to have the dessert first. Right. Often we can start something, and then, but to finish it, that finisher of, of our faith, that's Christ, and he will stand with us. So, you know, I've, I've heard it said, you know, tackle that hardest part first. I think a lot of it may come down to trust in God, because I remember having a conversation with Pastor Spencer, who is a, a mentor to me. He's my personal pastor, if He's you will. He's been a guest on our show. Great yeah. guest. Yeah, we got to have him back, too, by know, the way. He was talking to me about moving forward in my service, like becoming ordained, becoming a pastor, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was a rough, rough period in my life. And I just started bawling my eyes out. And he said, what's the issue? I'm going to be honest with you, Pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. He's like, why? I don't trust God. I don't. I'm waiting for that second shoe to hit the floor and for God to say, I'm done with you. You've made too many mistakes. You're not what I want for a pastor. And I said, I'm afraid that if I do that, I'm calling myself and it'll just end in disaster. And um, he was very, what, what I really liked about him was he was just very willing to listen mm-hmm. and then to encourage me. My feelings on the matter have since changed because I've matured more since then. But uh, a lot of it can come down to trust. And we have to acknowledge that God is who he said he is. He really is. He is faithful. He's faithful. Look at First Timothy chapter 2, 11 through 13 real quick. It says this, this saying is trustworthy. In other words, you can, you can bank on this. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains 
faithful. He cannot deny himself. Second Timothy 2.13. Yeah, I should have been wearing my glasses. There is a little two there, isn't <laughs> yeah. there? It looked like a one without my glasses. Yeah. But he cannot deny himself. No. So that means... He's that faithful even when we aren't. Even when we aren't. It says right there, I love that. Mm. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. God is faithfulness. Hmm. He can't deny himself. By definition, yep. So even in those moments when we fail, and folks, let me tell you something, you're, it's okay to doubt sometimes. We think about John the Baptist. He said, look, there he is, the one whose shoes I'm unworthy to, to tie, right. baptized him. And then he's sitting in jail going, oh, go and ask him if he is the Christ. He had some doubts. Look at Peter. I would have been there. That's where I would have been. Look at Peter. Peter had doubts. Everybody has doubts. It's not the doubt. I think... In my life, Al, when I have that doubt, it causes me to dive deeper into his word, and then I come out more faithful and, and more understanding than before. So mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I think that the time of doubt is the time that we should dive deeper into God and get the answers we're looking for. So we're going to goof up sometimes. There's no question mm -hmm. about it. It just came mm -hmm. to mind that First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us of unrighteousness. That's a promise. Right. That's being faithful when we're not. So friends, even when you goof up, it says he's going to be faithful to us no matter what, and we can get a fresh start. We can continue on. That faithfulness, it shines. You know, I heard Pastor Chuck Swindoll say, we need to shake and shine. <laughs> yeah. Know, we need to be salt and light. Right. And, and this is part of the deal. When you are faithful, because by and large, the world is selfish and they're not faithful. And so when the world sees faithfulness in action, and that's what faithfulness is, it's a derivative of the word faith and what do we believe in. But when they see that in action, it is so attractive. And it's stunning to the world. Like you're such a rare person because you're so faithful. Why did you do that? Right. So yeah. I, I thought that the other day, just like, again, back to work because that's what's on my mind here today. We actually, 11 days till spring. Anyway, we had uh, some snow, a little bit of snow showed up. And so that's what happens in Maine sometimes. And so I know then a commute can be a little tricky. You got to allow yourself a little extra time. But I thought to myself, you know what? They don't have to worry about me. I'm going to be there. I'm one of those workers who I'm going to be there no matter what. I mean, and then I'm going to be endeavored to be professional as well, too. But it's that faithfulness that mm. drives me, that God has given me, that drives me to be that person, to do those things that aren't necessarily the funnest things to do. Well, to go back to what you said about God being faithful and just to forgive, mm. folks, understand this. He is faithful to do it, meaning he willing to do it. He wants to do it. Secondly, when it says just, that means it's within God's authority to do so. Mm -hmm. And if he says you are forgiven, folks, you are forgiven. And if you have Christ in your heart, you are forgiven. We were just talking in the vein of, you know, we can goof up and that can be discouraging and mm. we can be our own worst enemies. But also you like this verse too, I know, Seth, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful that he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way to escape, that you may be able to endure it. So whatever you're going yeah. through, yeah. that's got to be an encouragement to some people listening. It is to me. What makes defines God as faithful is that he does not 
change. Mm -hmm. He is what he said he was from the beginning and will always be the way that he is. And so that really helps me knowing that he does love me. That love will never change. But also, guys, faithfulness is part of the fruit, and we have a requirement to be faithful. It's not, you know, let's not just turn this into, oh, God has to be faithful to me, and he has to be the one that's always faithful. If it's part of the package deal that you mentioned, Al, then we have an obligation to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Faithful to the Lord, filled with faith, operating in that faith. And what is faith? It's just trusting in the Lord that he's going to do what he said he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's the hope that we just, we know, we know, we know, and that's faith. Being sure of what we can't even see. You know, when Thomas came and said, like, I won't believe until I see the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and then the, there he was. Yeah. And he goes, Thomas, put your hands here. When people sign the Jesus, they, they kind of point to their middle of their hand, each of them. Right. That's a sign for Jesus. And that so touches me. But he said, you touch. Go ahead. Put your hand here in my side. And he goes, you believe. Blessed are you. You believe because you've seen. But blessed are those who believe but haven't seen. That's us. Right. We're also told that faith without works is dead. And so that means that we're going to trust in the Lord. When he calls us to do something, as Paul said, he fought the good fight. He ran the race into completion, right? Yeah. And we should be running the race as if there's one prize, mm-hmm. right? Only one winner. <laughs> and so that's part of faithfulness too, Al, is that when God calls you to do something, yeah. that you will do it and you will continue to do it until God says that's enough. And sometimes we feel like we're being called and sometimes we'll make vows, you know, like, okay, I promise, Lord, you know. And he says, just be careful about that because mm. he takes his vows very seriously. Like when we went to the altar with our wives, that was a spiritual thing. You know, yeah. we're married before God yes. and we promise. Yeah. It isn't always, you know, this smooth riding, but there's rocks in the road. Mm-hmm. There's potholes through it all. He will remain faithful and he will give us that ability to remain faithful. So I just love this. I love this package deal. I really Me too. Do. And I'll tell you before we end the show here real quick, I just want to say this. When you realize when God has called you to do something, the sooner you realize you can't do it in your own strength, that you're doing it through him, mm-hmm. the easier it is to remain faithful because you realize that nothing you do in your own strength is what he's asked you to do. And I might add, you're going to enjoy it more too. You do. And then that relationship with the Lord, Al, because he's the one who's supplying and you're on your knees before him and you're talking to him and you love him and he loves you. And you can see the, your faith becoming alive as, as James talks about faith without works being dead. We can see it becoming alive, a living thing. Mm. And when you do it in your own strength, and I've said this before, you run out quick, especially in ministry, right, Al? Yes, he is faithful. And Jesus had this whole fruit package, and I just marvel at watching him in action, and we can learn so much. And so, anyway. And just just to describe for your audience, like package, it's like eating one fruit and getting your vitamin A, B, C, D, E, right? In all in one fruit. So Mm. we're not talking about nine different fruits, right? We're talking about this one fruit that possesses all of these minerals and vitamins that you need as a gift from the Holy Spirit. Hmm. That is fantastic. And it doesn't just leave us. It's there. Amen. It's days. Well, friends, I hope you've been encouraged by this discussion on faithfulness and that your faith maybe has been increased even. It's not a bad thing to ask for, Lord, help me to improve my faith in my walk and so that we can continue to walk by faith. You've been listening to Shelters by Jesus Radio, and you can check back our other episodes. There are some real candy sticks out there that you can listen back to and enjoy. You can learn more about Shelters by Jesus by visiting sheltersbyjesus.com. We'd love to 
to have you be part of this ministry. We are a listener-supported ministry. You can contact us by calling us, area code 207-474-8833. You can write us at Shelters by Jesus, 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. It's been a real pleasure talking about God's Word and His faithfulness. Thank you for joining me, Seth. I'm glad to be here, Al. And Morgana, can you come back for another episode? Yes. Okay. God bless y'all. Amen.